Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. And a very good Sunday morning to you. Happy Father's Day. Thanks for wandering with us, Marlins Nation. Marlins take care of the Nationals 5-2 yesterday for the recap. As always, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, there are some good teams in Major League Baseball, but nobody's been better since May 26. The Marlins have won 15 out of their last 20 games. They're now 16-6 and in their last 22 the Marlins are rolling for the first time this season. They are nine games over 500. They're 40 and 31. They have clinched their 13th series victory this afternoon as they beat the Washington Nationals by a final score of 5 to 2 in the middle game this weekend here today. An impressive win for the Marlins. They got great starting pitching. Again, more timely hitting. This is the 10th inning show with Kelly Sacco. I'm Kyle Seeloff. And Kelly, uh, where to begin today? I think it's fair, as Skip always says, you're only as good as your next day's starting pitcher. And Braxton Garrett, pretty darn good today. In back-to-back starts, he has been fantastic. And he's really been solid for the Marlins all season long. But today, he set the tone, went six innings, gave up just four hits and a run, walked just one, and struck out eight along the way. And for Braxton, I thought it was huge that he had the chance to at least see four Nationals the third time through and find success against them. So I think that is a nod to the confidence that Skip has in his young southpaw and a confident boost for Braxton Garrett as well, who knows the struggles that he's had the third time around. So great to see him just continuing to grow, continuing to work, and continuing to keep hitters off balance. So Garrett goes six, allows the run on four hits, a walk, eight strikeouts. You know, we, we talk about him all the time, but this bullpen, the back end, continues to be nothing but nails for Skip. Floro, Scott, and Puck combined for three innings, three hits, a run, and even Scott, the run that he allowed, he worked himself in and out of trouble really quickly the bullpen continues to be remarkable when you think back at scott last season that's a situation that spirals for him and it's not just one run it's three yep so to see the growth and to see what this bullpen has done as a whole not just today but all season long it doesn't matter who you call on that guy's gonna step up and he's gonna give you the best that he's got and he's gonna shut it down one of the many reasons why the Marlins have been so good in close games. And this game was a one-run ball game up until the insurance by Dela Cruz. And that brings us into our next point. The Marlins continue to find ways to win ball games. It's not relying on the same guy day in and day out. Yep. It's different guys. Joey Wendell with a big double there in the second. Dela Cruz was 0 for 21 coming into that last at bat before he got 
the big insurance runs and the big RBI there in the ninth. So it never seems to be the same guy. Can't forget Jonathan Davis had the sack fly to give him to give him um, an RBI there in the second as well. It's just it doesn't matter who it is and whose name is called. It's a next man up mentality. I think you're right, and I think when you get those type of contributions and you find a different way to win every night, it, 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 it just I don't know if wonders the white word, but it's like, what do they have going on here? You know, like they find a way to win every night. Sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes it's boring. You don't see five or six home runs and 10 runs being scored every night, but they do just enough every single day. It's the mark of a good team, and they just find a way to keep winning games. It's a definition of baseball. They're playing the game of baseball. They're not trying to outslug anyone. They're not trying to be who they're not. They know who they are, and everyone knows the role that they're playing, and they have bought into that role, and they've bought into it as a club. This is a team united. This is a team yep. since spring training has had this winning mentality and had this, we don't care about the outside noise. Right. We don't care about what everyone else is saying about us. We're focused on our work. We think we are good. And like the Yuli Gurriels and the leaders of this ball club has said, we are going to play in October and we are going to say it every day and we are going to believe it and we're going to play like it. And that's what they've been doing here on out. Now there's still a very long way to go. But you got to love what you're seeing from Skip Schumacher's ball club. Yeah, good stuff, Kelly. And uh, we'll see if the Marlins can wrap up a series sweep. I mean, they have just been sensational against the Nationals the last couple of years. They've got a chance to sweep them tomorrow. And, again, Marlins now guaranteed to come back home in a better position in which they left. And when you're gone for a three-city, nine-game, 11-day road trip, it's really remarkable. And especially, too, they're padding the wins where they where they need to against teams like the Nationals. I mean, they're gonna when you look forward to it now, you, you take it one game at a time. But for our purposes, just chatting about it, you look to the homestand where you're going to face a really tough team in the in the Blue Jays. And then you've got the Pittsburgh Pirates, who've been a mm -hmm. lot better than people expected. So for the Marlins important to win games or you should win games to give you a little breathing room against the teams that might be up a weight class and just a little bit tougher of a victory. And that's what good teams do. It's been great. Awesome. So let's see if they could sweep the national for the second time this year. On Father's Day tomorrow, the Marlins and the Nationals will play at 135. Kelly, as always, thank you. Good stuff today. I'm looking forward to it. That's Kelly Sacco. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Highlights from this ball game tonight featured Braxton Garrett and Jake Irvin. The Miami Marlins got a run in the second inning. That came courtesy of Jonathan Davis with runners at first and third with nobody out. Count is 2-0 and oh again. And the pitch swung on hit, pretty deep right field. Going back is Thomas. He's there to make the catch. Tagging is Sanchez. Throw's going to come in towards third. It's cut off by Abrams. It's a sacrifice fly for Jonathan Davis. And the Miami Marlins lead the Washington Nationals 1-0 here in the second. That would stay until the bottom of the fourth inning, and that was until the Nationals would draw even. After a double with one out by Candelario, Joey Manessis was the batter. You'd really like to see the Marlins get Braxton a little more run support. 2-2 pitch is lined through the right side. The base knock. That's going to tie the ball game at a one here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Manessis got a sinker on the outer half, and he just reached for that baseball, and he lined it into right field. It's Washington 1 and Miami 1. We're in the fourth. 
It would stay that way until the seventh. Braxton Garrett went six for Miami. Jake Irvin went five. A lot of run, four hits, two walks, four strikeouts. Jordan Weems worked a scoreless sixth for Washington. Again, Garrett went the first six. Okert would start the seventh, but he would also start the seventh inning with a lead because in the top of the seventh inning for the Miami Marlins, there was a leadoff walk, and then there was a single. And after an intentional walk to Luis Arise, the bases were loaded for Jorge Soler. Here's the pitch to Soler, and it's inside, nearly hit him, ball four. Chad Cool walks in the go-ahead run here in the top of the seventh inning. Marlins lead two to one. And they would get another courtesy of a wild pitch. 0-2 to De La Cruz is in the dirt, goes to the backstop. Here comes Wendell, or Fortes, I beg your pardon. He's going to step on the plate standing up. It's a wild pitch that plates another run for the Marlins here in the top of the seventh inning. They've got a 3-1 to lead. And a little bit of breathing room for Miami. Stephen Oker at start of the seventh inning. Dylan Floro needed to finish it. Marlins had to strand a couple of the Nationals on base in the seventh. It was scoreless, or uh, the Nationals scoreless in the seventh. Marlins did not get anything in the eighth. The Nationals would actually draw a little bit closer in the bottom of the eighth inning. Tanner Scott was on for the eighth inning, allowed a leadoff double to... Lane Thomas, what followed was a single. There were runners at first and third with nobody out in the eighth inning for Jamer Candelario. Count still nothing in two in the pitch. Is swung on, blooped out towards second base. Wendell's got it, steps on the bag, throw to first, double play. One run is going to score. It's a 3-2 to two game, but Joey Wendell unassisted turns a 6-3 to three double play. I think you'll trade a couple of outs for a run right there. And just like that, the Marlins found themselves right back in another one-run game. But not for much longer. The bases were loaded for the Marlins in the top of the ninth inning. With one out, Hampson walked, Arise singled, Soler walked. They were loaded for Brian De La Cruz, who was looking to snap an 0-for-21 funk. Now the 1-0 is swung on and hit right side down the right field line. It's a base knock for De La Cruz. There's the insurance the Marlins were looking for. Hampson scores behind him, a rise. It's a one-out, two-run single to the opposite field for Brian De La Cruz here in the top of the ninth inning. Marlins opening things up. They lead 5-2. So a 5-2 lead going to the bottom of the ninth inning. Three runs of support for A.J. Puck, who got Stone Garrett to pop out to short. Dominic Smith flew out to center. And after a two-out walk to Riley Adams, Victor Robles, the last hope for the Nationals here today. First pitch to Robles, swung on hit in the air, right field. Sanchez is looking for it. He has found it. He's underneath it. He makes the catch. The Miami Marlins have clinched their 13th series victory of the season. They are 15-5 in their last 20 games. That is the best record in Major League Baseball since May 26th. The Miami Marlins are nine games over 500. they They're 40-31 this season. And they have just beaten the Nationals 5-2 this afternoon. A terrific victory for the Marlins. Another very business-like win for the Fish here today. Taking a look at the totals from this ballgame this afternoon for the Marlins. Five runs, seven hits, no errors. Eight men left on base for the Washington Nationals. Two runs, eight hits, one error. They leave six men on base. The winning pitcher is Braxton Garrett. After six terrific innings today, he collects his third victory of the season. Chad Cool, the loser, he's now 0-4 for Washington this season. The save goes to A.J. Puck. It is his ninth of the season. 
And back-to-back -back saves for Puck after he closed out a one-run victory last night. Total game time, 2 hours and 37 minutes this afternoon in front of a near-capacity crowd of 33,334 on a breezy but warm, partly cloudy Saturday afternoon in our nation's capital. With the victory, the Miami Marlins are now 40-31 and 31 this season with the loss to the Nationals now 27-42. and 42. Marlins pitching struck out nine today. That means that $225 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 5-2 victory over the Nationals. Obviously a huge at-bat by De La Cruz in the ninth. How important was that, not only for him to have a good at-bat after a couple of frustrating ones, but to get those big insurance runs? Yeah, you said insurance runs were huge against... Um that team is tough. I mean, they put together really good at-bats up and down the lineup, so having a little bit of cushion at the end was great. Yeah, daly has been fighting. Um, he didn't like his at-bats in Seattle. Um, he liked him just okay yesterday, and then he felt really good today, just didn't really have much success. Um, but, you know, credit to him. You know, he goes at-bat to at-bat. Felt really good going into that last at-bat, and, the you know, two RBIs there was, you know, a big deal in the ninth. That seventh inning, you guys score a couple runs with uh, a bases loaded walk and a wild pitch. Whether it was patience, whether it was you know aggressive base running, just what did you think was kind of the biggest difference in that seventh? Well, Solaire took good at bats all day long. Three walks. Um, felt like he is just seeing the ball really well. He knows when they're trying to pitch around him, and um, he's identifying spin pretty early. Um, so he's just been a monster all year long. Um, I would say we've had we had a lot of guys on base today. We didn't didn't feel like we could cash in as much as we could have, and we could have put up a crooked number uh, early on. And um, you know they made pitches when they had to, a couple of double play balls that kind of cost us early on. But we felt like we kept putting pressure on and finally broke through there. Braxton, another really good start from when you first got your eyes on him in spring training to where he is now. What would you say is the biggest area of growth, and what's it been like watching him as he's gone through the run he's on now and since he's come back up this season? Well, he. Spring training, he uh, was the long man coming out of uh, spring training. Uh, you know, then we sent him down, then brought him back up. I mean, it was and then started. Um, you know, we put him through a lot that first couple of weeks, and you know, after that, you know, maybe one start in I think it was Atlanta. He has been as good as anybody in our rotation. Today, the the two seam was just so good. Um, that cutter has opened up um, really every pitch for him, and you know, the slider today for me was kind of the wipeout pitch. Um, that you know he gets a lot of a lot of tickets, a lot of punch outs um, for you know the stuff that he the hat like you know he's just a pitcher and um, he can pitch any any time uh, any pitch any time and um, did it again today. It's just been impressive to watch. And then just the importance of him being able to do that, especially with the state of the rotation and Cueto, Trevor, now Edward down to be able to see him stepping up when you really need it when your depth in the rotation is being tested. Your depth's going to be tested. You're going to need eight or nine starters every season. Um, very rare do you get five starters the whole year and um, you know so for him to step up like he has he had a good year last year in the 17 starts or whatever it was but um, you know this year it feels like he's taking that next step and I just feel like every start he just grows and um, again developing a new pitch in the middle of the season is not easy to do and having confidence to throw it in big spots um, just shows you what kind of athlete he is. Jonathan Davis uh, he's come through with his bat on various occasions, he's made some really special defensive plays. What do you feel he's added to the team over the last couple of weeks? 
He's hit righties really well, um, solidified the center field as far as the defensive position goes. You know, we've had a mix and match there until we got him, and it's kind of tough to put him, you know, take him out of the lineup right now. He's He's been really great, positive attitude. He loves being here. He loves playing baseball, um, and he's just been, you know, really a bright spot since we acquired him. So, you know, we've... You know, we've been pretty fortunate to acquire him. The front office did a good job of identifying a need, and and uh, he stepped up at the right time for us. What kind of luxury has it been for you? How well the back end of your bullpen is, is pitching right now? Not only Puck, but also Tanner Scott and some others. Not this series, but I mean, yes, this series also in the last few weeks. I mean, they've been pretty reliable. Yeah, they make you look good. That's the that's, that's <laughs> best, best way I can explain it. Um, no matter move, what move I make, it feels like they've stepped up and, and done a really good job. And um, you try to you know, put them in the right position to succeed um, and put them in the right pockets. That doesn't always work out. And they have to pitch in some uh, tough pockets, maybe not the best matchups, you know, according to you know, whatever we're looking at and our scouting eyes look at. Um, but, man, have they done a good job. Up and down, um, from Oki to Flo to Scott to Puck. I mean, I go on and on. Um, there's some real stuff down there that's, um, you know, when you throw strikes, it's just tough to beat. And, um, you know, left and right matchups, you know, very rare to have um, – two teams have four lefties and righties in the in the bullpen, so you can really mix and match, and it's it's been a luxury for us. It was another great start by Braxton Garrett. He gets his third win of the season. He went six innings, gave up one run on just four hits, eight punch outs for Braxton. Let's hear what he had to say following his win. Braxton, did this start feel pretty similar to your last one, just in the sense, you know, mixing it up, really good variety, some first pitch strikes, getting into good counts? Did this have a similar feel to your last start? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I thought my last start, I, I was a little bit sharper. Um, my changeup wasn't great today, but... Um, you know, my, I think my cutter was really the difference. I was able to locate it up finally uh, for the majority of the time. Yeah, my slider came along there in the fifth and sixth. So, yeah, I thought I was a little bit sharper last outing, but today was good. When you got uh, Manessis out to, to end that sixth inning, you were kind of clapping your glove. Just how satisfying was it to, to be able to finish out that sixth inning? Yeah, it felt great. You know, obviously I haven't quite got through the sixth inning a ton of times this year, so... You know, after giving up the hit to Candelario and then facing Manessas, a really good right-handed hitter with a lot of power, felt good to execute pitches there out of the stretch and, and get out of that six. Braxton, what has this last month-plus felt like for you? I mean, seeing the run that you've gone on so far, how rewarding has it been? Have you been able to take a step back and look at what you've done to this point? Yeah, I mean, I see it. I, I know I've pitched pretty well, but I don't... I've said it a million times. I just try not to get too high or get too low. I, I just know how hard this game is, and it can come back and punch me in the face as soon as anything. But, yeah, you know, it's just been a buildup of getting better and learning to pitch and just everything. So, yeah. And you spoke about the color, and, again, just how effective it's been considering how quickly you've begun to develop and just how, how satisfying has that, that been, seeing that, the, that pitch progress? Yeah, it's been great. Um you know, just as, as I've gotten more time up here and gotten more comfortable, the game has just really slowed down, and I've kind of understood how to manipulate the ball just a little bit better than I did in the past. Um, so, yeah, the cutter's been huge. Skip mentioned the slider. What did you think of that pitch and the way it was working today? I thought it got better later. Early it wasn't great. I threw a terrible one, the second batter to uh, Garcia. Um, but yeah, just kind of getting feeling it out in warm-ups and – kind of figuring out what I need to do to sharpen that up. And I think I did the last couple innings.
This team's off to the second best start in franchise history through this many games, and for the past three, three and a half, four weeks or so, you have the best record in baseball. What is the vibe in this clubhouse, the energy around this team? It's awesome. Playing winning baseball, it's it's freaking awesome. It's fun being in the dugout. It's 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 just a fun team to be around all the time. Obviously, winning cures all, and we're finally getting a, a, a good taste of it. Leave the game to six with a game tie. They, the team scores two runs at the top of the seven. Just wait, I feel like see them be able to get the lead late and be able to hold it. Felt great. I knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time. We'd put up, put up good at bats all game. Um, it was just a matter of time. All right, we are right back at. It's going to be a 135 first pitch from Nationals Park, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 1 o'clock. Marlins looking to sweep the Nationals. Thanks for winding with us. And as always, let's flip the M together, Miami. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.